Hey, this is Derek Wooten. I'm lead pastor of Makers Church here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where our desire is to make disciples and make a difference. Thank you so much for joining us through our podcast. We pray this message speaks life and encouragement into you and what God is doing in your life. Hope you enjoy it. I like, I like singing them. I grew up on all those and almost had to call my mama and fly her up here to see if she could play them for me, but we... We, 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 we did it, we did it. But today I'm excited, church. Um, I really wanna talk about this subject, only the blood. Somebody say only the blood. Only the blood, only the blood. You see, this is important because uh, the reality for us is this, is um, we're about to step into the spring feast of the Lord, and then during the spring feast, we get to come together and we get to celebrate the feast of Passover. How many of you guys know Passover. We get to celebrate the Feast of Passover. And, and when you study the Feast of Passover, it's the, it's the first of the seven feasts on God's calendar, the, the Feast of Passover. There is a central element from the first time it was observed until Jesus actually fulfilled the feast. And can I tell you what the central element was? It was the blood of the lamb. It was the blood of the lamb. Now, I need you to recognize as we see this, there is no Passover without the blood. There is no Passover without the blood. You can read in Exodus 12. Go, go read Exodus 12, verses 1 through 13, about the instructions that God gave Moses about Passover. And in short, here's what it was. The Lord said that every house, somebody say every house. Every house, not just this house, but every house. Every house, every house had to find a lamb with no defects. The lamb had to be slaughtered and the blood from that lamb had to be taken and smeared on the sides and the top of the door frames of every home. That's what he said do. And God said this, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When Jesus gave his life on the cross, how many of you guys know he became the lamb of God? He became the Passover lamb for all of eternity. Why? Because he was spotless. He had no defects. He had no faults. And when his blood was shed, he became the ultimate sacrifice that then brought the Father's mercy and grace instead of judgment to humanity. Is anybody thankful for the mercy and grace of God? Jesus doing and becoming the Passover lamb brought that mercy and grace. Just as the blood was applied to the door frames of the homes of the Israelites, can I tell you that today the blood of Jesus can now be applied to the doorpost of our hearts. Just like it was applied to the doorposts of their homes, it can now be applied to the doorposts of our hearts. You see, when God sees and the blood of Jesus, can I tell you, when he sees, when he saw then and he sees the blood of Jesus today, the judgment we deserve passes over us. The judgment we deserve passes over this. So see this, without the blood of the lamb, there is no Passover. As we celebrate Passover in the coming days, without blood, the blood of the lamb, there is no Passover. But can I tell you, there is more revelation here in that the blood of Jesus was not just the blood of another Passover lamb. Can I submit to you today that it's the blood of Jesus that changes everything for the believer? It's the blood of Jesus that changes everything for the believer. You see, blood is sacred to God. Blood is sacred to God, and here's why. Because life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. Look at Leviticus 17. I got a lot of Bible today, so go get ready to ride with me for a minute. Look at Leviticus 17, 11. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. 
And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the what? It's the blood that makes atonement for the soul. And so we see that in Leviticus 17. We find that in Leviticus 6 under the old covenant that blood had to be shed. Blood had to be shed in sin offerings to find forgiveness from God. In Leviticus 16, we see the blood of animals was needed to bring atonement for the sins of the flesh for the people in the sight of God. And these instructions in Leviticus came after the Lord instructed the people about killing the Passover lamb and smearing the blood on the door frames in order for God to pass over them. So see something. God required the blood of animals to cover sins. God required the blood of animals to cover sins, but the blood of Jesus went a step further. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus went a step further. Why? Because only the blood of Jesus could do more than cover sins. Only the blood of Jesus could do more than cover sins. Here's what it says, Hebrews 10, 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Couldn't take them away. It could cover them until the next time they had to offer a sacrifice. It could cover them, but it couldn't take them away. So I need us to catch this this morning. Where the blood of animals could only cover sin, the blood of Jesus cleanses all sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses all sin. And listen, it seems that most of us know that there is supernatural power in the name of Jesus. How many of you guys know we should pray in the name of Jesus? We should speak in the name of Jesus. We should believe in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the name of Jesus, he has the name above all names. That every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth bow to the matchless name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. But there's also power in the blood of Jesus. And I feel like there needs to be a, an awakening and a revival again in, in the body of Christ to understand that there is something supernatural about the blood of Jesus. If you believe that, somebody say amen. There is something supernatural about the blood of Jesus. You see, it was only one blood that could work for all of humanity. Couldn't be the blood of an animal. Couldn't be our blood. Why? Because we have defects. We have faults. At least some of us do. Come on now. All the men were like, amen, that's right. <laughs> only the blood of Jesus, listen, but only the blood of Jesus could do what was necessary to be in right relationship with the Father. Only the blood of Jesus could do what was necessary to be in right relationship with the Father. How many of you guys are thankful you can have a relationship with God as Father? That we are sons and daughters. Listen, only the blood of Jesus made that possible. Only the blood of Jesus made that possible. Listen to me, only the blood of Jesus could redeem us, and not just once, but forever. Let me show you from the word this morning, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 14. Here's what the text says. It says, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Who was he redeeming? Us. 
He was redeeming us. Now look where it goes. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Listen to me, only the blood of Jesus could redeem us in the sight of God and bring the reconciliation we needed to know God as Father in an intimate and genuine way. Only the blood could do those things. How about Colossians 1.14? In whom we have, talking about Jesus, in him, I'm sorry, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Is anybody thankful that all your sin has been forgiven? Come on. Redemption through his blood. I go further though, Colossians 1 verses 19 and 20. For it pleased the Father that in Jesus all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Only the blood of Jesus could purchase us. Only the blood of Jesus could bring peace that passes all understanding. Only the blood of Jesus could position us correctly in the kingdom. Only the blood of Jesus could purify us from the inside out. There is power in the blood of Jesus in all of our lives. Come on, if you believe that, somebody give God a shout of praise. And I'm gonna tell you, because some people say, oh, you're a young preacher. Well, listen, I think we ought to talk about the blood more. I, I, th I think churches ought to be reminded about the, the, the blood of Jesus. Because here's what I found. Some people say, well, pastor, blood as a concept or as a substance just, just feels gruesome and gory. Not the blood of Jesus. Now, listen to me. The, the blood of Jesus is not gory. The blood of Jesus is full of the glory of the Father. The blood of Jesus is glorious. The blood of Jesus is wonderful because of what it has done and what it still does for me and you today. How many of you guys know the blood's still working? The blood's still flowing. The blood's still doing supernatural things in the earth. And I wanna tell you today because, because of, we need to be reminded. Let me tell you some things the blood does for us, Makers Church. Are you ready? I got five of them. How do you guys know five is the number of grace? It's, come on, we need grace. We need the grace of God. Let me tell you five things the blood does for each of us. Number one, the blood of Jesus purchased us. The blood of Jesus purchased us. If you go read Acts 20, 28, the tail end of that verse, when he's talking to shepherds and, and, and kingdom pastors and leaders, he says, to shepherd the church of God, which Jesus purchased with his own blood. How many guys are thankful that Jesus owns the church? I'm thankful Jesus owns the church. I'm thankful that Jesus is the one. He bought it. He put his name on it. He's the head. He's the final authority. I'm thankful that Jesus purchased us. So number one, the blood purchases us. Number two, can I tell you, the blood purifies us. The blood purifies us. Listen, and it purifies us not from the outside in, but from the inside out. The blood purifies us from the inside out. Out. See, here's what 1 John 1, 7 says. It says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin.
The blood of Jesus, somebody say cleanses. It cleanses us from all sin. And can I tell you today, people of God, this is important because the blood of Jesus doesn't just pass over us, but it passes through us. Come on. It doesn't just pass over us, it passes through us. Listen, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 says this. The apostle Peter said, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. What does that mean? It means it is a supernatural substance that doesn't just flow to us, but it flows through us. It's not from this world, but it's from heaven. And can I tell you, when the blood of Jesus passes through us, it pushes out the things of this world where the blood resides. Why? Because sin can't reside where the blood resides. When the blood comes in, sin's gotta go. Come on, somebody. When the blood comes into your family, sin's got to start to leave. When the blood comes into your heart, all those things have got to go. When the blood comes into your, your house and your marriage and all the parts of who you are, the blood and sin can't reside together, but they've got to go. The sin's got to go in Jesus' name. Hebrews 13, 12 says the blood of Jesus sanctifies us. The blood gives us the opportunity to be saved and sanctified and justified. And I wanna tell you how the blood of Jesus, if it sanctifies us, how does the blood of Jesus set us apart? Here's how. When we let the blood of Jesus come into our lives, we receive a transfusion of royal blood in our veins. We receive a transfusion of royal blood in our veins. When you come into the kingdom, royal blood is running through you. You're no longer a slave, but you're a son. You're no longer broke down and jacked up and messed up, but you become a daughter of the most high God. You become a king and a priest in the kingdom. You walk in the fullness of what God has for you, the fullness of the joy and the peace and the love that you have as citizens in the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus does. That's what the blood does and sets us apart. Only the blood can wash you clean of fear and iniquity and shame and guilt. Only the blood could take all of us who were messed up and dirty and make us a masterpiece before the Lord. Only the blood can do those things. You see, because I'm still talking about how the, how the blood purifies us. Listen to me. So if the blood did all that for us, can I tell you, that means that the city of Cincinnati still needs the blood of Jesus. That means that our communities still need the blood of Jesus. That means the only, the only way we can get it to them is to go give them what we have. Pastor, why are we going to, to do an Easter egg hunt? That's not about Resurrection Sunday. They don't know that. The world doesn't know that Easter is really about Jesus and his death and resurrection on the cross. But how can we get them the blood if we don't go to him, if we don't go set up a vehicle that says, hey, we're giving blood today, world. We're going to let the blood of Jesus flow through us. We're going to give them hope. We're going to give them love. We're going to give them peace. We're going to give them joy. That's how it happens. Listen to me. Listen to me, Makers Church. we got to hear it today. There is a blood for the world that transforms from the inside out. You guys remember those old iPhone commercials? The old ones, like you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. You guys weren't even, the old ones where they said, oh, there's an app for that. You guys remember that one? I'm showing my age a little bit. Oh, no, help me. The old commercials, they'd say, oh, well, there's an app for that. There's an app for that. Can I tell you for everything in this world, there's a blood for it. For every situation, 
For every, listen, no matter how dirty a situation is, no matter how messed up a life is, regardless of what it is, there is a blood for those things. And it's not a blood that just covers, but it's a blood that cleanses and works and redeems and sets free. It can even take the dirtiest lives and make them as white as snow. Say, Pastor, is that true? What about, but Pastor, what about all the sexual perversion and confusion? What about the celebration of sin? What about the deliberate attack on our children? What about abortion? What about the spirit of deception and pride and addiction and depression and suicide? Here's our response. We apply the blood of Jesus over all those things and we will see God do something supernatural because the blood has power. The blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus could be applied to those things. And we see something turn around for the glory of God. How many of you guys know we need to apply the blood of Jesus in every part of our lives? We need to apply the blood of Jesus over our babies, over our marriage, over our families, over our future. There's something about the blood that nothing else can do. There's freedom in the blood of Jesus. If you believe it, somebody say amen. Okay, that was just number two. Number three, the blood purifies. Then we find the blood protects us. The blood protects us. You say how? Specifically by giving us power. Power over the enemy. Pastor, prove it. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him. No, it didn't say they coexist with him. They overcame him by the Blood of the Lamb. What Lamb are we talking about? There's a capital L there for a reason. It's the Lamb of God. It's Jesus. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. i got to just pause right here. You need to stop being silent about what Jesus has done for you. Please tell somebody. Say, well, I don't know anybody. Then tell you, practice on your kids. Tell your sons and daughters what God has done for you. And then build up a no confidence to find somebody that you don't know and tell them how good Jesus has been. But the notice, the blood protects us because the blood gives us power over the enemy. How many of you guys know that the blood of Jesus is a barrier to the evil of this world? How many of you guys know that the Satan and his demons, they cannot cross that bloodline? They, 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 listen, they legally don't have the right in the spirit to cross that line. There's power in the blood. And listen, we should live and operate in that power on a daily basis. I, we, I, I, I get to the place where I'm like, we don't need to be afraid as the sons and daughters of God in the earth. Well, pastor, what about this? What about this? The blood of Jesus be upon all of those things because there's power in the blood. There is power. The blood protects us. There is a bloodline in the spirit that cannot be crossed. And so see this. The blood of Jesus is a barrier to the enemy, but it's a blessing to the people of God. And you need to remember that the next time you feel fear, anxiety, or worry. No, 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 no. The blood of Jesus be applied to all of those things, and Satan cannot cross it in Jesus' name. Satan cannot cross it in Jesus' name. The fourth thing that I find is this church is the blood positions us. What does the blood position us for? It positions us to receive and walk in abundant and eternal life. It positions us to walk in and live in abundant and eternal life. How many of you guys remember from Leviticus 17, the Bible said there's life in the blood? Now, he was just talking about animals then, but how many of you guys know there's still life in the blood of Jesus as well? The blood gives us life in him and with him. I want you to look at this text. 
that, that, that sometimes strikes an unpleasant reaction maybe to an unbeliever, but it should bless us because I want you to see it. John 6, verses 53 through 56 says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Now you say, Pastor, that's a, that's a, a unique text to be in the Bible, but how many of you guys know it's the truth spiritually? The spiritual revelation and understanding for all of us and each of us daily. How many of you guys know when we partake of communion, that's what we're doing? That's why communion is supernatural and powerful. I know we don't take communion every Sunday here, but how many of you guys know we can take communion every day if we want to? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong, wrong with remembering and rejoicing in who Jesus is and what he's done for us. But I want you to see why this is so important, why that text in John 6 is so critical for how the blood positions us. Listen, his body broken and his blood shed was the foundation of the new covenant relationship we share with God. Understand that now. That his body broken and his blood being shed was the foundation of the new covenant relationship we share with God. And it's through the blood of Jesus we find eternal life. How many of you guys are thankful that, that our bodies might die but our spirits will not? And when we step into the kingdom, we will live with Jesus forever. Come on, somebody. And I, listen, whether, whether people understand it or not, you know when you say yes to Jesus, eternal life starts right then. Come on, it starts. we start walking in the fullness of who God is right then. And I want to go deeper. I want you to see this. This is so important. Matthew 26, Jesus sat down to the Last Supper to eat the Passover meal with his disciples. And, and they were eating. Jesus took bread. He blessed it and broke it. He gave it to the disciples. This is what he said. He said, take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks. And he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, sons and daughters of God. As believers, we need to take the cup of his blood and we need to drink it every day. We need to drink from it every day. Drink from the cup of Jesus, the cup of his blood every day. Because can I tell you, just like Jesus offers a cup, we have an enemy that tries to offer us a different cup. We have an enemy that tries to offer us a different cup to drink from. He tries to offer us a different cup to sip from and drink from. And can I tell you today that if we're not intentional, we can end up sipping from the cup of condemnation. If we're not careful, if we're not intentional, we can end up sitting down the cup Jesus has given us and we can start drinking from the cup of our past or from the cup of doubt or from the cup of fear or from the cup of iniquity or from the cup of gossip or from the cup of our own opinion. But when we drink from the cup of our Lord, his cup is the cup that doesn't bind you up, but his cup sets you free. He is the cup that never runs dry. And when you drink of the cup of the blood of Jesus, all of a sudden you feel that peace and you feel that joy and you feel that goodness and you know that there's something flowing through your heart and flowing through your mind that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away and God is working and moving and you can walk in the fullness of the life Jesus has given you. Come on, if you're thankful for the cup of Jesus, somebody give him praise in this house.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, why is this important? We can't correctly celebrate life in the kingdom until we celebrate the blood. We can't really even celebrate the feast of Passover correctly unless we understand and celebrate the blood. Why? Because it's only in the blood. Only the blood of Jesus is what makes this possible for the life that we live in the kingdom today. If you believe that, somebody say amen. And I'm going to finish with this one today because the Lord gave me a specific assignment about how we're going to finish this morning. So let's review really quick. The blood purchased us. The blood purifies us. The blood protects us. The blood positions us. And then finally, can I tell you, the blood propels us. The blood propels us. Look right here at Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace. I'm thankful that God's a God of peace. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Notice this. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Listen, the blood propels you into the fullness of your identity into the kingdom. The blood propels you into the completion of what God wants to do in and through your life. The blood of Jesus keeps you moving forward into every good work that God has for you. Throw that text up there. Look, makes you complete in every good work to do whose will? To do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. It's the blood of Jesus, Maker's Church, that propels us for us to build the kingdom. It's the blood of Jesus that propels us to advance the kingdom. So can I tell you that that means that we must operate from the blood of Jesus. We must operate with the blood of Jesus. We must operate in the power of that life and that revelation. And so that means this. That means that we need to consistently apply the blood of Jesus to our hearts, to our homes, to, our, to, 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 to this house, to every part of our lives. Listen, your marriage is not sealed unless you have the blood of Jesus. Come on, come on, your, your family needs the blood of Jesus applied to it. Your future needs the blood of Jesus applied to it. Everything, if you say, Pastor, it's important, then it needs the blood. Amen. If it's important, if it's important to God, how many of you guys know if it's important to God, it should be important to us? So if it's important to God and important to us, important to us, it needs the blood of Jesus applied to it on a consistent basis. The blood of Jesus should propel us into the fullness of what God has for our lives. The fullness of what God has, it's only the blood. We need the blood of Jesus. We need to talk about it, we need to celebrate it, and we need to daily apply it to every part of who we are. If you believe that, I want you to stand with me all over this room today. 
I want you to take a minute before we do anything else, and I want you to lift your hands, and I just want you to thank Jesus for his blood. Come on. Come on right now, men and women of God. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood that purifies. Thank him for the blood that purchased us. Thank him for the blood that propels us forward. Thank him for the blood. Come on, thank him for the blood that positions us for eternal life. Thank him for blood that redeems, blood that heals, blood delivers, blood that saves. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Hallelujah. 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 Bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. 